Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. From Roseville, New Jersey. AI before it was an AI. Don't let that smile fool you. Number one, best DB, pound for pound. All Big 8, 1993-94. Nebraska career punt block record with seven. 19, that still holds today, 28 years later. 1995 drafted, sixth round, 199th pick. MVP of Nebraska special teams played 12 years in the Canadian Football League. Uh, before I do that, played backup punter, took snaps at quarterback, finished a career tie all time with 66 career interceptions, all time leader in block kicks with 13. Baron Miles, what's up, brother? Not much. How are you doing? I'm all right. I, I figured out I, I was going to be long winded on the opening. <laughs> you always long winded. I know. New. I know. How you been, man? I've been good, man. I've been blessed, uh, hanging in there, still coaching and uh, giving back to the to these young young generation of sports players. And uh, when are you coming back to the states to coach? Uh, as soon as someone invite me back, I've been trying for for the last six years now and uh, get back to the states. Eleven uh, man football, as they call it, up in the north uh, in Canada. Um, but um, yeah, as, as soon as I can get back, you know, it'd be it'd be great to get back and um, to be back into eleven man football and, and getting involved again. What what would you want to coach like at what level and what capacity? Um, I would love college. Um, that would be awesome. Um, I also would love high school. I mean, giving back and knowing what I know now, just to give back to these young men. And help them grow and help them, you know, foster their skills. I think uh, between high school and the collegiate level, I think that would be awesome to do and to watch these young men grow and to see where I could push them and where I could take them. That that's what I was looking for. And when you say knowing what you know now, what does that mean? Knowing what I know now, understanding uh, as far as the education part. Um, being a more studious student, mm-hmm. taking it for real, not pretending to do it like I did and say I was here to play football. And to be honest, say you need to understand because you need to be able to talk to people. You need to be able to communicate and carry a conversation, um, a, a, a educated conversation, not just talking to be talking. And um, the growth of your, your, your economic status especially if you make it to the NFL, that far chance to get there. Um, it's a hard hard thing to do. And when you do get there, are you able to take care of your money? Are you able to be stable? Um, then let alone just the sports aspect of it, just the pros and cons of, of being a dominant athlete, of just I'm good, 
but are you really good? Are you good because the team is good? Are you helping the team be good? Those aspects of it. Every 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 little nut and cranny of that aspect is, you know, you could be good, but you could have the best D line in the world. Four studs up front. I don't have to cover anybody that long because I got four studs up front to do the job. I could be just a mediocre DB. But if you believe that um, you are very good DB, you want to be better. And um, I think all those aspects come into play when you're teaching these young men. Because if you're 6'3", 6'4", and you're in high school, you're 200-something pounds, you should be dominating everybody because you're bigger than everybody. Mm-hmm. But now how do, you, how do you grow because you are bigger than everybody? And everybody's going to keep saying that. Or it's vice versa. If you're 5'8", 140 pounds, and you're the smallest thing out there, and everybody's telling you you can't make it, but yet you got to fight through and say, oh, I can make it. There's no way. And, you know, I went through that as being a smaller player, a smaller guy coming out of high school, and everyone's saying there's no way in the world you can make it into college. You can go to a community college, maybe you'll do okay, but other than that, that's probably as far as you can go. And um, just telling those stories, just, you know, going through it firsthand and being able to, you know, communicate with these young gener- generational guys. Coach Osborne called you a phenomenal athlete. I kind of dig- did some digging. And <laughs> you, my friend, were a pole vaulter. Yes, I was. And high jumper. Yes, I at was. At 5'8", 140. Yes. Now you know why I say AI before AI. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I ain't never been, you know, <laughs> never compared that before. So that hey, I take that. Yeah, I I mean, seriously, he played quarterback. You played quarterback in high school. Like, why would Coach Osborne call you the a phenomenal athlete? Not just athlete. You know, we had a lot of great athletes, but he called right. you a phenomenal athlete. Why? Why was that? I think because of because of my size, because of you know, I, I think. They wouldn't expect it. Even, even I tell you what, even now, like I played against some guys in the CFL professionally, and I played against um, a, a Hall of Fame receiver, G. Roy Simon from Maryland, went to the University of Maryland, and he was playing up in Canada, and we played against each other on the East, um, from the East teams. Uh, he played for Winnipeg, and I played him as a rookie, and we played the last three years against each other. And then I ended up going to the BC Lions, and he was at the BC Lions. Um, and he got to practice with me every day. And then he said the weirdest thing to me. He said, I never knew you were that good of an athlete. <laughs> and so I, I think, you know, looking from afar, you may be like, ah, he's all right or whatever. But when you get hand-to-hand combat or you get in a close proximity to me, and you see me every day, you're going, hey, he he could do some stuff, like, naturally. And I think, you know, I, I took that to heart that I could play any sport that you put in front of me. Um, and I, I lived with that. I said, I'm going to find a way to beat you. I'm going to find a way to dominate this game. And for Osborne to say that, I take it with a grain of salt. And But every time I try to step on the field, I try to put that out there to where – people could recognize me as a good athlete and a guy that could just play. How'd you, how'd you end up like who recruited you? How'd you end up at the university of Nebraska? Uh, Frank Solich, Frank Solich recruited me. Um, 
he came to my house. Um, he was on me hard as an athlete. It wasn't necessarily as a DB. It was just, hey, we're looking at you at more of as an athlete. But back in that day, I was graduating in 91. Um, it wasn't too many five, 840-pound quarterbacks going to the NFL. So I knew I would have to make a change on defense to, if I was going to – my goal was to make it to the NFL. So um, I knew that, but coaches still was pushing. I love to play quarterback. Now, I, I, I believe I could do it. I knew I could do it. But um, to go to D1, especially at that time, it was some big guys uh, – in Nebraska that was playing at that time. And I, I, I was a short guy. I was small. But um, Frank stayed on me to say, hey, we, we would love to have you, um, especially after our state championship game. Um, we lost that game. I got bloodied up and everything in that game. But I, I think um, that sold Frank Solich on me because the team we played was a very big team. And they was running up and down the field on us. I was coming out of nowhere, running people down, and I never quit. Even though we was losing, I never quit. I always was trying to run somebody down. I run them down, tackle them, and stop or save a touchdown. And um, just to just to see that day in and day out. I mean, say that see that that game. I think Frank that sold Frank Solich on it. Yeah, that's my guy. That's who I need on the football team. And. Um, he came to my house. He said, "We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna come for a visit. We want you to come for a visit, official visit." And then um, at that time, Tom Osborne flew back home with me to come to my high school, come in my house, meet my mom, and that was probably one of the best feelings in the world. Wait, so, so, so Scott Baldwin, Mike Fullman, yeah, Scott, Scott would have been before you, but same high school, right? Same high school. Scott was before me. Same high school. When I showed up on campus, that's who showed me around. That's who I hung out with most of the time. So I hung out with most of the older guys um, at that particular time. And then Mike Nice, your senior yes. year, would have been the running back, right? Yeah, he he was a running back slash receiver, yep. Oh, so yeah, a, Mighty yeah. Mouse, that's what I call his little Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Mighty Mike, yeah, yeah exactly. Mighty Mike. The, yeah. the little. So how in the world did a five foot eight, five six? I mean, seven, five eight. Player, five nine, five nine, player like yourself become as tough as you were. How did how did that happen? Was it something growing up? You got brothers smack you around. What what was it? How did you come to Nebraska? I mean, you don't see that that often. Five eight one forty, soaking wet, coming to Nebraska, and then having to deal with scout team for those two years or year. How how did you do it? Um. I grew up, yeah, I was the youngest of three, three brothers. And, yeah, you had to fight for everything. You had to, you had to fight for it. You had to um, – I moved to Roselle, New Jersey. I, I was born in Newark, New Jersey. Then we moved to Roselle. And when being the new boys in Roselle, you, you still you – you had to carry on weight. You had to show that you was an athlete. You had to show that you was tough. You had to show just to drink water. I think I had a conversation with, with D.B., Damon Benny. Um, about it, you know, you, we had to stand in line forever because the kids in front of us didn't want to let us drink water. So they were just saying, we ain't going to let them drink. They're the new kids. And so we we decided that we ain't going to stand in line no more. So we had to fight. We had to fight for everything we had. 
And um, they realized, like, all right, you better not mess with them boys because they hang together. So uh, that just carried on. I knew I was small. I knew I was athletic. And I had to prove myself to everybody every single time. So that was my goal. Every time you saw me, I was going to give you everything I had. If you beat me, you beat me. But other than that, I, I felt that I could beat everybody. And also, I, I didn't have scout teams, unfortunately. I, oh, you didn't I, get a taste of scout team? No, I had no scout team. I was uh, lucky you. They they protected you, didn't they? <laughs> no, they didn't. They did not protect me at all. Remember, I had to sit out my first year because of Prop Forty Eight. Ah, another great out. one. Yeah, I had to sit out. I had to sit out uh, my first year. I couldn't practice with nobody. Um, honestly, yeah, I'll tell you that story later. Um, yeah, I had to sit out, and then when I came, when I had spring ball, I got to play spring ball. I was doing very well, and I was covering everybody. And then um, I never saw a scout team. So was- Booker said this, and, and I want to ask you this too. Booker said, you know, him being Prop 48, it it grew him up as a man and kind of prepared him for life at Nebraska because you guys had to do all that stuff on your own. You didn't have – you know, we had they did everything for us. But when you were prop, you you had to go put some initiative to it. He's he's a hundred percent correct. He is he is uh, absolutely right. That's the other story I was gonna say. Um, I didn't really lift weights in the in the the weight room, the the football players' weight room. I I didn't lift weights in there. I went to the rec center because I was only benching probably twenty five pounds on each side. <laughs> You know, each side. That's all I was benching. I was like, I'm not going in the weight room, and I and I can't bench like everybody else. So I went to the rec center, and that's what I would do. I would I would I would I was working on getting my bench up, and then once I said I had 45 pounds on each side, I said once I get that, I won't lift that anymore. So from this point on, now I only start with like 185. I start with 185 on bench. So I don't I don't bench 45 145 no more. I, so that was my whole point of uh, that first year. So Booker, yeah, Booker, that that's absolutely right. You had to survive on your own. You had to make sure everything was in the right place. You was ready to go. No one really looked that out for you. They was, it was like if you fell, you was failing on your own. Dang. If you wanted to make it, you had to make it on your own. Right. Well, listen, it's the ticket. It's 93.7. I'm talking to Baron Miles, the great one. When we get back off of this break, Baron, I want to talk a little bit about the preparation it takes to be a punt blocker. <laughs> All right. When All we right. get back, the captain, the ticket, 93.7. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. 
Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.